Today's episode is brought to you by Wells Financial Legacy. Have you recently been denied credit? Do you know your credit score? And if so, is it above 750? If not, don't worry. Give Wells Financial Legacy a call at 1-800-339-8034 and set up a free confidential consultation with a specialist. Today's show is also brought to you by Organifi, the best tasting green blend on the market. They're cold processed, guys, to retain all of the nutrients. And if you're looking to fill all the nutritional gaps and buffer out that new stress that your body has to deal with on a daily basis, check out Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use the promo code SUCCESS to save 20% on your order. And now to today's show. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the business sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. What it do? What it do, y'all? And uh, as always, the illustrious, my illustrious colleague, big brother, uh, Dr. Eric Thomas is in the building. Yeah, what it do? Mike check one, Mike check two. And a special guest, man, uh, uh, I guess not guest, man, family. This is his second time on, all the way from St. Louis with Nelly and the Lunatics. My <laughs> man, Sean Stevenson, health expert, is back on the show. Sean, what is going on, my brother? What's up, guys? I want to get that illustrious tag next time. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you got, hey, you, you got to come on at least three times for that. That's so the next, next time we can give you the illustrious title, but you know, you got you to be a regular on the show, man. We haven't heard from you uh, since you told us we should be eating avocados for breakfast. So we, uh, we're back. Uh, still not eating avocados for breakfast, but we are making some changes. No, we had a, a, just a crazy response last time, Sean, when you were on, man. ton of questions, people pouring in, people hitting us up, telling us they're listening to Sean's podcast, The Model Health Show. And uh, a lot of our supporters, man, are now your supporters. And, you know, I, I just uh, appreciate you for being back on. But, you know, let's get down to business, man, because um, we had a, a, a wild week. Yeah, and um, yep. I'm sure everybody did, man. We had some weather concerns down here in Atlanta. Um, man, shout out to everybody. Hope everybody's safe down there in Florida as well. But I did want to get into uh, two things. One, I want to do a gazelle of the week. And because... Well, actually, somebody, you know, last week when we did the Gazelle of the Week, I asked for a theme song. And I believe, drum roll, please, somebody made one. So I'm going to play it and I'm going to do Gazelle of the Week just because somebody <laughs> made us a little theme song. So, Carl, hit it. So there it is. Man, shout out to whoever did that. I don't have a name in front of me, but I'll get your name and I'll shout you out on the podcast next week. But we officially have a Gazelle of the Week theme song. Listen, man, the Gazelle of the Week, all right? So we um, we did not, uh, Irma came up here to Atlanta, you know, only like her little cousin, right? Little baby Irma came up here to Atlanta, but it was enough where the rain, you know, was going crazy, blowing sideways, you know, it was windy. 
Of course, they canceled the kids' school, you know, the whole nine. So we're sitting in here. We're, you know, looking at the rain. Everybody's chilling. You know, kids are at home running around crazy. All of a sudden, I start seeing drops of water falling on the floor from, like, the fireplace. And I'm like, whoa, that's weird. All of a sudden, I see a couple more to the left of the fireplace. Now I'm looking at the wall and the paint starting to bubble. And it's just water dripping everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere onto the hardwood floors, like everywhere. So we got buckets out. Candace, like duct tape some buckets underneath the fireplace. Carl, maybe I'll send you that picture and you can put it up. Just crazy stuff. We got buckets taped down. So then we finally get, you know, the, the, the leak, what we feel like is controlled. is dripping into the buckets, the whole nine to the left of the fireplace. It's, you know, dripping onto the hardwoods, but we got some tiles down, got some buckets. And I'm like, man, shoot, what in the world is going on? So then I come downstairs to my man cave. <sighs> it hurts my heart to even say it. Uh -oh. I come downstairs to my man uh -oh. cave, and the water is literally like coming through the walls onto the paint, onto my Spartan flag that my wife brought me for our anniversary. I got water everywhere. The carpet is just completely soaked. The wind, uh, like the wind, the outside of the uh, window, what is that called? The base of the window right there, just completely soaked everywhere. Water bubbling from everywhere. Now, who's getting Gazelle of the Week? I can't give the Hurricane Gazelle of the Week. Uh, I'm giving my builder Gazelle of the Week, right? Because here's what happened. When we moved into the house, you get a year warranty. If anything happens within that year, they got to replace everything and do it over, whatever. So, of course, you know, you take an inspection of your house in the first year. You're like, yo, here go the list of everything that's not, you know, whatever it was supposed to be. So I come down somewhere in October. We moved in in December. So 10 months later, whatever. I come downstairs to the basement. Now, mind you, I didn't really come to the basement before I got it finished because there was really no reason. It was just storage. So I didn't come to the basement often, but I came down there just so happened to be we were having a terrible rainstorm. And there's water leaking all over the place. So I did what I was supposed to do. I called the builder. I said, hey, check this out. There's water leaking everywhere, you know, in this particular spot. This needs to get fixed. They bring a team over. They assess the situation. Oh, yep, we know what it is. Got it. No problem. Done deal. Boop, boop, boop. They fix it. Everything's good. You're good to go. Bye. The water that was dripping from the storm the other day is in the exact, and I mean to the centimeter. Please tell me, see, it's no, not, no, no, it's no, not no, 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 my friend. Spot. In the exact the same, same spot. spot. And I'm talking about to the centimeter. So I was like, shoot. So I'm pissed. Of course, I'm hot. I'm like, Lord have mercy. They didn't fix it. You know what I mean? Like, here it is. And now you're talking about three years later, y'all, two and a half years later, whatever. And I'm sitting here and the water is coming down in the exact same spot. And I told Candace, I was like, yo, I think I took a picture or a video before the doggone uh, basement was even finished when it first happened. Because you know how it is when like something wrong, like with your car or your house or something, by the time the builder get over there, whoever's supposed to fix it, miraculously, it just start working perfectly. So I knew if they came over and it was dry, they'd be like, we don't see nothing. Everything's fine. So I was like, let me take this video so y'all can see how severe this leak is, right? So I take the video and I was like, man, please, I didn't delete that video. Da, da, da. So I went through and of course I found the video with the exact same spot. And so it's almost like, you know, before and after on like um, Better Home and Garden channel or whatever the channel is where they show like how the house looked before and how it looked after. I have a side by side video 
of what it looked like before my basement was finished. So it's just like wood and, you know, no drywall, nothing. And then the exact same leak. Like you can hear the drip of the leak dripping at the exact same time. It is the exact same leak, the exact same drip. So I called my man. Um, at first he was trying to act a little like, oh, maybe the wind. I was like, bruh, let me tell you something. And so I had a few words. I, I may need to get rebaptized. Um, <laughs> there, long story there it short, is, the rebaptism. Long story is. short, <laughs> because you did not do the job you were supposed to do. My house is only three and a half years old, doggone it. It shouldn't be raining through the ceiling in the walls, three, a three-year-old house. So um, you, my friend, are the gazelle of the week. Gazelle of the week. Gazelle of the week. All right, so there it is, y'all. Um, but I wanted to bring y'all in now that I've gone on my mini rant. I can go to my brothers here because I also got into an argument with my wife over this last week. Well, I shouldn't say argument. We got into a debate, if you will. Now, I understand the jury slanted now because I have nothing but males on the phone and nothing but dads on the phone. I don't have any moms on the phone. But my wife got mad at me because, um, for those of you who didn't know, Avery was sick again and couldn't go to daycare. Let's not even start down that road. But she couldn't go to daycare, all right? Do I still have to pay? Yes, I have to pay, even though she got sick there. That's not the point, all right? The point is, I have to, because I don't have a real job, right? My wife's got a real job. Uh, apparently, my money just falls out the sky. But I have to uh, kind of sit with the babies all day, right? Because she can't go to school. So then from like Wednesday to Friday, she can't go to school because she's sick. Then Monday is the hurricane, and so we can't go to school Monday. So I had the kids pretty much Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all day long. And then Monday I had them. And then around 2 o'clock Monday, I said, hey, I need a break. And she was like, well, I got a call. I got a little irritated, okay? <laughs> I said, look, I've been babysitting the kids for the whole last week. And she stopped me and said, how in the world are you going to babysit your own kids? And I thought to myself, and I was like, ooh, let me bring that to the podcast. Fair file that I call it babysitting my own kids. Because technically, I feel like I was babysitting. But she said, you cannot use the word babysit as it relates to your own doggone kids. So I put it to the jury. Fellas, can you babysit your own kids or, or, or am I tripping? Well, well, you, let me say tripping. this. Yeah, yeah, but let me say this first. I'm sorry. I got to go back, see. They can answer, but I got to go back. I'm struggling, see. With the whole, like how you just, you went past the whole water damage. Like, yo, see, that's so serious. And I think one of the biggest. Oh, no, it is. I, it is. I think one of the biggest challenges we're facing right now in our, in our country, it's a lot of stuff that people talk about. But one of the things that people are not discussing is this whole customer care. This, you know, this, how you do your job. See, it's like, yo, this somebody house, you know, and I see it every day. I see it. Uh, you know, in the grocery store, I see it, you know, in the department stores, I see it when I'm doing my online, uh, you know, and it, we, we're at a point now where we would prefer if the uh, uh, automotive, if a machine can do it, if a computer can do it, like people don't want to work no more and people don't want to do their job. And so do you know the damage? You know how much time you're going to have to waste? You know how much money? Yep. You oh, know, trust me, I already spent the whole day yesterday on the phone, trying to figure it out. I got I had different people coming over to the house. I'm already pissed. But then here go my thing, you know, E. I'm not even mad if you made a mistake. But I told him man to man. So he was like, oh, well, a year of warranty's up. And I said, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm good. Year warranty's up, right? 
Are you okay with putting your name on a house that leaking through the walls three doggone years after you built it? You feel Just me? let me know if you're okay with that. Right. In your own mind, you cool with that. Because this is your house. I agree. One year, cool. I got bread. I'm not tripping on that. I'm saying, are you okay with putting your name on that? You know, so that, that's... And of course, I, you know, he kind of flinched no, after that. No, yeah. I just want to appeal to the American people, bruh. Like, I want to appeal to the American people. Like, yo, we will not be a strong country. We will not be a superpower. Y'all on some military defense. Y'all on the economy. But, <laughs> but, but let's go on what we can control. How we work. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. how we work. See? Like, how we put... Just, you know... J- yeah, so I, I'm not going to go on that rant, but I just want you, for those of you who are listening... Just for us, if we can't count on nobody else, let's just count on our listeners. Like, whatever it is you're doing and you get paid, can you keep your promise? Like, yo, you before you got your check, this is what you said, you know, you were willing to do, and this is the effort you said you were willing to put forth. So now that you have the job, like, I was talking to um, an NBA uh, team this morning, and I just told the dudes, I said, look, can we play this year like we're in the developmental league? You know what I'm saying? Because Yogi left Indiana. My man didn't get drafted. See, he played for the developmental league. He got one shot with the Dallas Mavericks, and guess what he did? He murdered it. I think my man put up like 40 points consecutively, see, and got a contract. Yeah. So I'm just saying, can we can we, can we, we not play like we first round draft choices? Can we not husband like we know our wives are going to be there forever? Can we can we not work like we got the job? Can we work like we still filling out 20 applications and ain't nobody calling us? That hunger that we had. You, you know what I'm saying? Can we parent like when we before we had our kids and we was praying that we could have kids? You, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just asking, can we can we get the job? Can we can we obtain and still maintain? That's it. Can we obtain and still maintain? And that's what frustrates me. You have the job and you don't want it or you acting like you want or you don't want to serve me. So I just wish, man, as a country, yeah, I know we got the military and we got economy. We talking about the economy and global warming. Can you go to your doggone job and work, though? Can you put forth 120 percent in what you do? And I just think our country would be better. I know our homes will. And my wife gets mad at me. I'm, Uh I'm so tired. Every time we walk in that house, she complaining about how inferior, it, you know, the, the, the um, construction work was. And I'm like, boo, what you telling me? I can't do nothing about it. But it's like I got to get into it with my wife periodically because my man didn't do what he's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? The AC done gone out for the 400 oh, times. You feel in two me? Years. And I didn't. She like, why did they put the cheapest AC? And we got a crack in our tub as soon as we got it. You know what I'm saying? And she like, the shower is, and this is not. The banister is. And I'm like, yo, boo, I didn't build it. But I bet you this, when I build somebody else anything, I'm building it like his mind, and I'm putting forth 120%. So I just want to appeal to those of you who follow us. Look. If you let's just let's make sure that we're all 120 in what we do so that the CJs of the world don't have to spend hours calling the insurance company hours, you know, calling Ooh. somebody. And they go. They going back and forth as if he put a no, hole in the wall. Keep this lighthearted. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying for real, man. I'm, t- I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. tired. You see? know what I'm saying? I'm That's tired. why I segued yeah. into yeah, I the parenting because I, I wanted to lighten the, the mood parent. a little bit. Go back bit. to the parenting then. Go back to the parenting. Okay, because the hip hop preacher went on a rent. I got about five more minutes than me, but I'm gonna let that ride. Sean, Carl, let me. Can you let me share something with that though? Fair to say you best. Let me share something with this. Yeah, so you know the question is why would we behave like that? 
you know, when it comes to not showing up and doing the job that we said we're going to do. And I think it's a deep rooted mm. issue of unhappiness. Right. But we have this mm. idea of grandeur that once I get to the position that I want or the job that I want, then I'm going to show up and perform. Right. Then I'm going to give my 120. But I love the statement that how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. And for people yeah. to really yeah. start to embrace the position that they're in now, because I promise you, once you get to that higher place, if you get there, you're not just auto automatically all of a sudden going to show up and be this great version of yourself that you believe yourself to be now. You know, and I was just this, literally no, when you were talking about this, I was thinking about, uh, you know, at the Chipotle by my son's high school. And, you know, we were, we're regulars there on the weekend when he has the Friday night lights games. You know, we drop drop in in Chipotle and right, we're like right. family there now. Like so many times they'll they'll pay for our meals and all this stuff. And I just saw there's an employee there and she's been there for a little bit. But, you know, she was, you know, putting the bowls together for us and she's scooping guacamole just with the mad face, you know, just like, ain't, mm. how, first of all, how are you going to be angry mm. with guacamole on your spoon? You know, but this is how she was serving us. <laughs> right. No eye contact, no no words, you know, just just that basic stuff of like you signed oh, up no to, to do this job to be of service. But you, you think that once you get to a job you're happy with, then you're going to really show up. That's not how it works. So, again, how you do anything is how you do everything and how you talk about babysitting. You lucky you didn't get swung on, man, in my opinion. <laughs> what, what was that, Sean? I missed that. What did you say? I, I said, it in. I said you lucky you didn't get swung on, man, because. Oh, yeah. When, no, when it, I, but, Carl, can you help me? Is, uh, I mean, what what other term? Is it just called it parenting? That don't sound the same. I was like, hey, <laughs> I've been babysitting for five straight days. I need a break. And she was like, babysitting? That's what you pay somebody, a 17-year-old girl, to come over and do on Friday during date night. Doggone to you, they daddy. And I was like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about this, but let me take it to the jerk. Carl, I haven't heard your input yet. We're going to get into some stuff. We got some stuff for Sean, but I need to get this answer first. And all my fathers out there, please write in, and only if you agree with me. <laughs> oh yeah, you you on your own with this one, see? Yeah, you on your okay. own, bro. All right, so yeah, I'm officially filed for saying I babysit my own kids. All right, cool. We got the health expert in the building, so let's not waste any more time, man. My man Sean is here, and Sean, we're gonna we're gonna go into um, some maybe some more serious questions. Not serious, but we have some real questions. And I want to do a lightning round at the end, just because uh, we got you here, man. And there's so many things we hear on a daily basis. We don't know if they're true or false, and so. Since we have the, the health expert here, um, the let's get into some serious questions. Now, my very first serious question, all right? Now, just perhaps, I'm already right? nervous is, with how you set it up. I'm just going to say that. I'm already nervous <laughs> shop, with that. Shop. This is purely hypothetical. So if anybody on the line gets upset, then they must got a guilty conscience. But let's just say, for instance, somebody was posting pictures on Instagram of vegan meals. <laughs> but off Instagram, they were eating burgers. Are they still a vegan? Just answer the question. Yes or no? I want to start off with a real serious question. So that sounds like a, a very... Hypothetical. That's a very loose definition of vegan. You know, we'll say that. But, you know, you could be vegan for a timestamp. You know, like I'm vegan today. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. Got you. All right. Perfect. We're off to a great start. All right. Next question. <laughs> Um, no, Debbie in Toronto. Now I'm getting serious for real. Okay, okay. Um, she said, hey, Sean, loved you as a guest on the last podcast. 
Um, quick question. Should I be buying everything organic? It seems like everything is organic these days, and I'm not sure which products to buy organic and which ones are okay to buy the store brand. Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. And there's a big movement that's taking place, and we're still in the midst of it, and people yeah, becoming absolutely. aware of that term. Yeah. And yeah. we have to realize, first and foremost, that it's still marketers screw everything up. So it, that term can be used, and, and just kind of like the vegan term, it can be used very loosely when they're talking about organic. But what it's supposed to mean in the general, except, you know, when we're talking about the FDA, is that your food has not been grown or treated with pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, rodenticides. The suffix side means to kill, all right? And so those compounds mm. are either neurogenic or they're estrogenic. And so what that means is, they're either neurogenic, meaning that they're strong enough to destroy or disrupt the, the nervous system and uh, of the pest, right? And so we have this idea that, oh, it's not going to hurt us because we're big. We're bigger than the mouse. We're bigger than the bugs. But the issue is the fact that humans, because we are bigger, things bioaccumulate in our tissues, especially things that our livers are not used to processing because we've not evolved with those things. So those things can literally show up in your tissues. And as a matter of fact, we're seeing this now today where uh, if you're looking at what's happening with our water supply, especially, uh, and even getting samples done, we're seeing traces of um, pesticides and herbicides and things like that. And stuff that's even been outlawed for a couple of decades now, like DDT, is still showing up in our bodies. So, and also when we talk about estrogenic, that is something that's used to disrupt the reproductive cycle of the rodent or of the insect. And again, we have to realize that those things still do affect us. So choosing organic, we're avoiding that. And to take it a step further, now we're talking about genetically modified organisms as well, GMOs. And really the jury is still out in a big way, but there is enough solid science showing that genetically modified uh, organisms, specifically if we look at like something like soy, this GMO soy, does lead to uh, benign tumors and things of that nature as well. And there's anything that I say, guys, you can always pop over to Dr. Google and, ch and check it out. You could type in, uh, it's a, it's called the Cyrillaney study. Sean, we're lazy. That's why we got you on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know what I'm saying? If we wanted to research it ourselves, we wouldn't have you on. We, we're just going to go straight from the horse's mouth, and if we die eating it, we'll blame you. Man, Sean um, said it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Carl, did you have a follow-up on that? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm just I'm listening to his breakdown oh. of it. Like Again, I just heard... Um, what what I don't even want to mess the terms up the estrogenic and what like that's just a whole different level of stuff you know what I mean that I never heard before so here we go yeah. again Sean well, don't don't hurt us too bad all good you know one more quick thing I want to add to this is that yeah please we don't need to and we have this idea too that organic is going to cost more and on average it does you know but we have to look at number one the investment in our health but number two we don't have to be a part of that system you know i think you guys already know amazon just recently bought whole foods and they immediately had prices drop and so as people are demanding you know the prices you know it's just basic economies of scale you know and so that's one part last small part is that when we're looking at what's happening with organic how do you hop outside of the system go to your farmers markets join a local csa you know, it's so inexpensive and you get food that's grown properly. They might not have the, quote, organic certification because it does cost companies money. You know, farmers, small local farmers money to do that. But you can talk with them. You can actually even go to farms and see where your food is grown. I think this is a big call to action, especially for somebody who's concerned about this, to get more connected to where your food is coming from. Because 
that food is going to become a part of your body. And I don't think there's very many things that matter more than that. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'll be honest. I, nobody knows what to eat anymore. I, I, right. I don't know. I watched, of course, we all watched What the Health. And now it's like, bruh, I don't want to live in a world where I can't eat a doggone turkey sandwich. I'm sorry. Like, I, what, in the, what, what in the health, Sean, uh, is going on? I, and, you know, I know the, you know the movie's all over the place and there's a bunch of raging arguments. We don't need to get into any stupid stuff about it. But... Man, if you if I'll say this, and and Carl and E, you can add on, you know what they want to add on. Of course, E's made the decision to go vegan, and I tease him, and it, you can look. At, and the only reason I tease E is because you can look at him and tell him he's doing something different with his health. He looks awesome. He's got traps. He's got like little abs peeking through. So I'm proud of him. I tease him because I love him. Um, but you know, for real though, Sean, when we look at you know the information that comes out, it's like every month there's something new and you know you, you, we try to make the adjustments accordingly and it scares you into like kind of feeling like all right well i'm gonna die anyway go and order the deep dish pizza because it's like everything that you thought was the truth is a lie or maybe it was the truth or maybe somebody's trying to make money off you or maybe this and you can just research yourself into this black hole where you have no idea what to do so give us some general principles to live by as it relates to our diet as it relates to those things we don't need to talk about the movie because we'll just end up down a rat hole that none of us can get out of but just like give us some general principles for those of us who are just Trying to live a long life, a long, healthy life, as, as healthy as we can be. When it comes to our diet, just give us some principles that we can pretty much go by. Because like I said, if I can't have a turkey sandwich, bro, I'm, uh, what is life? <laughs> so, yeah, man, this is an important question. And, you know, even with this phenomenon, seemingly with this movie, uh, it's really just a process of us, of us as humans figuring this out. You know, because we really, in many ways, lost touch to what's real and natural. We've lost touch of what our genes expect us to do, what our genes are expecting as far as nutrition. And now we're trying to figure this out. And there's a lot of debate and I think the debate is healthy. Uh, at the same time, we have to st still take ownership over our minds and not just caught, get caught up in the headlines or get caught up in the fear, especially because that particular movie uses a lot of fear tactics, you know, scaring people straight. And in reality, you know, this is really about being more inviting, be more welcoming. And that's what I feel is going to help people long term. And so what does that look like? Well, I think that one thing across the board that everybody can agree on, all the experts can agree on, is that we definitely need to eat more real food. We need to eat more plants specifically. And so, you know, I grew up on real talk, uh, you know, honey buns, hot pockets, Totino's, pizza rolls, Hawaiian punch. You know, like there was barely a trace of a vegetable anywhere, you know, and so just focusing on that one piece and not making it necessarily the very center of your diet, but adding in, making sure, and this is something we talked about last time, but even changing the, the dynamic of how you see a breakfast meal, you know, even if you're having, you know, some scrambled eggs and, um, you know, may, maybe you're having a little bit of fruit along with that, whether, whatever that piece looks like, you can add in some sauteed spinach, right? Or some kale or some greens or something like that. Because, and this is why it matters so much. When we're talking about green leafy vegetables specifically, we're talking about one of the few categories of foods that help to activate something called leptin in your body. And so leptin is your body's, is kind of this glorified satiety hormone. And so when leptin is getting activated, 
that means you actually feel satisfied. You actually feel good and you don't feel ravenous like you need to, you know, eat again every hour, two hours, three hours. You just keep getting hungry all the time. So we need to increase that ratio. And so that's one of the big hacks I would even do in my clinic for years is simply whatever people were eating for breakfast, I have them add in a nice big serving of green leafy vegetables along with their breakfast, you know. So if we saute it, though, is it, does it cook the nutrients out or is that a myth? Yeah, so that is something, you know, even when we talk about the films like, you know, What the Health, I've, I've seen documentaries like that over, you know, a decade ago, right, when it was underground, right, people passing around a tape, you know, but now it's, you know, got Netflix and the great production value and all this stuff. The same thing with the information about cooking the nutrients out of foods. What that looks like is there is something called enzymes, and these are, uh, they're sort of like, little biochemical um, role players that help processes to happen. And so when you cook a food and, you know, according to, you know, popular belief past 118 degrees, you're destroying all the enzymes. It's kind of quote life force in the food. However, that's not how science really works. Humans, we've actually developed cooking as a tactic to avoid some of the, what are called second in, secondhand or um, second level enzyme inhibitors in food. So let me give you an example. Lettuce. We've all seen lettuce before. There's different kinds of lettuce. We got butter lettuce. We got romaine lettuce. We got green leaf lettuce. Wild lettuces. And we, what we see in the store, those have been um, modified by humans. Those have been cultivated by humans to breed out the medicines. A true wild lettuce is actually a narcotic. All right. So we've done things to help to be able to actually consume these foods. One of those things is cooking because there are certain compounds in you know, conventional, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, traditional green leaves that can hurt you if you eat too much. That's how nature does its magic is to make sure that you don't destroy a certain population of nutrients. I hope that makes mm. sense. And so cooking yeah, is one of the things sense. that we do to make sure that we can actually eat the food. So it's not bad that we're cooking. And also some of the nutrients become even more bioavailable when you cook them. All right. But however, now last little piece here, the caveat we do want to get a nice portion of raw food in because of the enzyme factors, because of the living uh, forms of the minerals, trace minerals, vitamins, because it's very different. Those minerals do change form and change function once you cook them. You know, somebody, uh, if you think about, and I was just talking with E about this the other day, you hear about something like B12. Well, actually, there's more than four forms of B12, right? It's not one thing. It can change based on um, uh, the way that it's processed and how your body can actually assimilate it. So I hope that makes sense. You can still cook your food for sure, but also make sure to get a nice piece of raw so, food. So when you say a nice portion, give it daily, what portion of our vegetables should we cook and what portion should we um, eat raw? Okay. So I would recommend You're saying like one portion of each a day, or like give us a just to, just to and and when I ask you these questions, I know that you know everybody's body composition is different, everybody has a different, you know, whatever. But just as a general rule of thumb, and and like I said, you're our expert, and so I'm go I come to you for this information, and and I want our you know listeners to be educated and have this information as well. So yes, everybody's going to have you know a different you know, um, body count, but as a general rule of thumb, what should we be doing in terms of that intake? Perfect. Perfect. So throughout the day, I recommend number one, every meal that you have to have a serving of cooked veggies and intertwine that with 
you know, maybe say four or five times a week to have some raw veggies, you know, especially a salad. That's a big way that we can get it in. Um, and then little other ways to sneak it in there, maybe one or two times a week is to have some fermented veggies. And I mentioned this last time as well. This could be some pickles. This could be uh, kimchi, sauerkraut, that kind of thing, because that's even a whole other class of vegetables and health that we have access to when we're talking about getting friendly flora in our gut. And my wife, she's from actually from uh, from Kenya. And so, and I've had, working at a university, I've had the opportunity to work with people from all over the world. And I found one thing consistent. Every culture has some form of fermented food. Every culture. And so today, the only thing we really know about is yogurt or gogurt, right? Just this stuff that's on the store shelf with all this added sugar and all those kind of things. A much better way to go about this. And, you know, some people might have issues digesting the, the dairy um, even even still, but is to get some fermented veggies in your diet. Um, and that's something, you know, it's an acquired taste for some people sometimes, but it's just something to think about. And a lot of people like pickles anyways. You know, I know I grew up just they had them I, at the corner I stopped store. eating for taste a long time ago. Just to yeah, be that, real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. it's over. You know what I'm saying? Like it's life as we knew it. No, I'm just kidding. There are some the very healthy ways to get that done. Um and one of the healthy ways to get that done, my segue game, Sean, I told you to be careful. <laughs> uh it's HelloFresh, man. This segment is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh offers customers a classic box, a veggie box, a family box. You can order three, four, or five meals per week designed for either two or four people. Each week, HelloFresh creates delicious recipes with step-by-step instruction designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novices to seasoned at-home cooks. HelloFresh employs two full-time registered dietitians on staff who review each recipe to ensure that it's nutritionally balanced. They also deliver food to your doorstep in a recyclable, insulated box for free. Again, this segment is brought to you by HelloFresh. Please visit HelloFresh.com and use our promo code SUCCESS30 to save $30 off your first week of deliveries, all right? So actually, my wife and I last week had the turkey burrito, um, which was amazing, and uh, it it was healthy, and and, and, uh, we enjoyed it. And then we also tried the veggie box for the first time, which is, of course, against my religion, but um, (laughs) it was actually the the steak, sweet potato steaks with uh, crispy kale, hazelnut, and feta. Super easy to make, super fun to make, um, and makes you feel like a gourmet chef at home relatively low cost man and they keep it nutritious so um sean thank you for that thank you for that information i felt like that was a good time to talk to our listeners about how they can get some healthy food and uh eliminate excuses from their um particular hookup uh the next question comes from mike in georgia and mike says hey sean love your podcast about to take on this journey of losing 60 pounds how often should i be looking at the scale i thought that was a good question because a lot of people say oh don't look at the scale every day you make yourself Whatever, but what do you say? How often should people be looking at the scale when they're trying to lose weight? Okay, that's a great question. And, and see, uh, he mentioned before the segue game. He's Paul Blart. Oh, He's me. Paul Blart with the it's guys. Me. Top top five all time. Oh. <laughs> so r- real quick, real quick. There's another important piece before I answer that question. That's a powerful question, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. When I mentioned earlier about eating real food, this is what it really boils down to, guys. When, when C is asking such a big question about what we should be targeting, I mentioned the vegetables, but also just overall making sure that we're, and this is something I would do in my practice. You know, people would come in and instead of me giving them my cookie cutter diet, like, oh, eat this vegan diet or eat this vegetarian diet, eat this paleo diet, eat this Mediterranean diet, actually investigate where do they come from? You know, try the best that I can to see where their heritage is. You know, and so the best thing that we can do is to look towards our ancestors 
and what were they eating? Because I mentioned something earlier, which is very important. And we'll, we could talk more about this in a future episode, really dive in on this. But your genes expect certain things of you. All right. We all collectively have as the human species, you know, uh, not that many genes we share all together. Um, we're looking at maybe 25,000 genes, but there are 3000 different expressions for every one of those genes. And your genes are looking for certain things to have a greater expression. And so look at your heritage. So if all of us, though, ultimately, we come from a lineage of hunter gatherers, you know, so just getting closer to nature, getting closer to food that you can actually recognize where it comes from, you know, um, versus the stuff you pull up to a drive through the drive through diet's not going to cut it, you know, so the closer we can get to our food, eat real food, eat food more like our hunter gatherer uh, ancestors, but also have fun with it, too. That's going to help us long term. Now, to answer the question about looking at the scale. Wow. This really and I'm just going to give this might not be the strongest answer here that people are looking for, but this depends on your personality. It's really you have to know yourself Mm. when it comes to this psychological. Yes, because for for the but I'll tell you this, the majority of people definitely should not be hopping on the scale every day because they don't have the flexibility of mind to know that this is temporary, right? That your weight fluctuates quite a bit. You know, like literally the things that you can do today that you can actually show up 10 pounds lighter on the scale tomorrow. But your body doesn't work like that. It's right. That's how boxers back. do it, right? They yeah, like they, cut, you see, and they cut weight and then they gain it back. The next day they're like 30 pounds heavier for mm. a fight. Exactly. You know, and same thing on the other side, you know, the things that you can do to, to gain weight. You know, I just talked with Morris Chestnut recently and he was getting in shape for a movie. And over the weekend, he come back and then he get on the scale and, uh, you know, he'd be five pounds heavier. He's just like, I thought I watched what I was eating, this and that. And it would just mess with him psychologically, you know. And so you have to know yourself and know that if you can be more flexible in mind, then you can hop on there and check it out. What I recommend people to do, and this is really, um, if you're looking at long-term health and fitness, is to not track your weight management, but track your waste management. This is the big hallmark thing to 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 really pay attention to is getting out a tape measure and wrapping it around your your belly and checking out that waist circumference. Because even on the scale, if you're working out, you're getting more fit, lifting a little weights, you're doing some uh, high intensity interval training, you might even show up in, in gaining weight on the scale, but you look better. All your proportions are smaller. You know, your waist is smaller, but maybe if, you know, if it's a guy, maybe you're starting to get more of the V shape. Or if it's a woman getting more of the Coke bottle thing happening, like your, your, your body composition is changing, but you're upset because you're focused on the scale, which is the worst marker that we have. So your waste management, and then from there, if we want to really get to something technical, is monitoring your body fat. That's much more important uh, statistic to look at than getting on the scale. So for most people, you need to put a bow on your scale and give it to somebody you don't like. For some people... You can actually utilize the scale in a healthy way to just kind of keep track of things, but know that that's something that's very temporary for the most part. Got it. Um, let's see. John in Grand Rapids said, which daily supplements should a relatively healthy 40-year-old male be taking uh, every day, I guess? Okay. This, again, is something personalized, but to give a general answer, um, number one, food first. But when we look at supplements... Uh, across the board, I feel that everybody today could do well with taking a magnesium supplement. And the reason I'm saying this is that this is the number one mineral deficiency 
in our world today. You know, we're looking at upwards of 80% of the population being chronically deficient in magnesium. And so it sounds like something small, but like, what is the issue with that? Well, magnesium is responsible for over 325 biochemical processes in the body. So what does that mean? That means there's effectively 325 things your body can't do efficiently if, if you're deficient in magnesium. Many of these pathways are related to muscle control and contraction, related to sleep, related to uh, an activation of your um, parasympathetic nervous system, which is helping you to relax. And stress is the big player here today. You know, I just saw some information from the American Medical Association themselves have said that upwards of 80% of physician visits today are for stress-related illnesses. So magnesium is a big core piece in how your body defends against stress. It's kind of like an anti-stress mineral. So um, magnesium supplement would be ideal. You can get something that's oral or you can get something that, and there's different forms. You know, there's citrate, I think is going to be best for most people. I'm sorry? How often? Yes. So this would be something to to take daily. But you got to be aware of this one key, guys. This is important. With magnesium supplements, oral supplements, there's something called a bowel tolerance. All right, bowel tolerance. So that means if you take even a little bit too much, magnesium pours, pulls more water to your bowels. So if you take too much, it can cause disaster pants is the technical term that we use, a.k.a. diarrhea. All right, so you have to be careful <laughs> not take too much. Right. Disaster pain is fitting. <laughs> Stay right there. It's, you know what I'm saying? So another way, and what I do personally, is I have a topical magnesium that you actually rub on your skin, and uh, I use that all the time. So magnesium is one, and I'll just share two more really quickly. Uh, I think that m- many people, especially just describing you know, his age group, um, I would look at something that is more of, uh, not a conventional multivitamin, though, the kind of stuff that's synthetic on the store shelves, but something that's more of like a green blend. And I think this is a good time to mention Organifi. Oh, go, hey, go uh, well hold up. Well done, hold I'm spinning. Hey, man, I'm spinning on the same way. One person on the throne at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing donuts. For those of you who don't know, let me let me just say this. Sean, Sean is, I, I mentioned it, but we've been working with Organifi. You guys have heard me talk about it. I use it every day. Shout out to my boy Evan who hit me yesterday, said he's on it and loves it. Um, but or, or Sean is actually the one who put us in touch with Organifi. He actually recommended that I start using it, and I start using it. And we reached out to them to, to sponsor the podcast because I loved it so much. But Sean, tell us about Organifi. Tell us why we should be doing that on a daily. Absolutely. So when we talked about it this earlier about having a nice ratio of unprocessed or unheated greens in our diet, and this is why juicing is such a phenomenal thing. However. That's not always convenient. That's not always doable for a lot of people. And for me, and I know you guys too, we travel a lot. And just being able to have access to this product Mm -hmm. because it's cold Mm -hmm. processed. So they actually took the time and consideration to not just destroy the kind of delicate nutrients that are found in this. And so the reason that I go for this instead of the conventional multivitamin, number one, this is from, it's it's an earth grown nutrients. So this is from real food versus something that's synthetic that's made in a laboratory. And also the the specific foods that they use, uh, I'll just share two of them real quick. One of them, one of the big ones, major component of this is spirulina. And partly that gives us this green color. Spirulina is literally the most dense source of protein that we've ever discovered. It's 71% protein by weight, all right? And it also has this rare compound in it called phycocyanin. And 
just to make it real simple for everybody, phycocyanin has been found to stimulate stem cell production. So it's something called stem cell genesis. This means your body is literally creating and mobilizing cells that can become anything your body needs. If you need more tissue for your meniscus or for your your labrum, for your um, clavicle, whatever the case might be, stem cells become those cells. So really powerful stuff. And there's a lot of research out there about that. Also, it has um, chlorella. It has uh, organic wheatgrass and all of the, again, this is organic product as well overall, which is a great source of minerals, trace minerals, vitamins, all the things that we look for when we're getting a multivitamin, but it's bioavailable. And the question would be, what about the taste? Because it sounds like is drinking swamp water, John. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I know. It does, and, and, and it looks green, but it, I'm trying to tell them it's not bad at all. Yeah. It's actually got a little sweetness to it. Yes. And I, guys, this is real talk. I've, over the years, I've probably tested maybe 25, 30 different green blends over the years. I've been the guinea pig for you guys. This is the best tasting green blend that I've ever come across. You know, they use coconut nice. water, a uh, little mint, lemon. My kids drink it. If my kids would drink it, we're we're doing something. Oh, yeah. I got a six year old son. I, I, I drink it straight up, just water, and it's just good water. To me. me too. Yeah, yep. same thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, I, I know I never did a, as good a job as that as breaking down what it is, but I knew um, Sean. That's how he got me to try it was with that explanation. <laughs> but go to Organifi.com. That's O R G A N I F I dot com. Uh, Organifi.com and use the promo code success, man, and get 20% off. But Sean, that's a great um, way you explained it. And that's the way I try to explain it is like, yo, we juice over here too. Like my wife, you know, sometimes she gets up and if we got all the ingredients from the grocery store and stuff, she'll, you know, make a green blend and we'll drink it. But just on a regular everyday basis, you're running, you didn't get a chance to go to the grocery store, all of those things, man. It's in this, you know, crystal light pack, you tear it open, Pour it in your water and you are out and you're good to go, man. And it, um, I definitely can tell the difference. And, you know, thank you for putting me on that because um, it's a part of my daily routine. I told them I forgot it when we went, I think, to Miami and I was struggling. So um, I definitely try to get that uh, in every day. Uh, we got another question, man. Let's see. This person actually says, uh, this is Shayna in Toronto. She says, um, am I doing, is there such thing as doing too much cardio? I'm uh, running seven days a week and somebody said that I may be overdoing it. Is there such thing as too much cardio, Sean? That's a great question. Um, first of all, is just being honest with yourself and is it working? You know, what is the goal? If this is for fitness, for weight loss, if it's working, then stick with it, you know, but I've had the opportunity again to work with thousands of people in a one-on-one context in my practice, in the gym. And I've seen for the greatest amount of people that if your goal is weight loss, then cardio is not the best method to get there. Conventional cardio. And what this, what this really means is uh, we're looking at, you know, when you pop on the treadmill, or you go run for, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, something like that, and try to outrun the calories, basically, right? And so mm -hmm. what we're seeing when we do slow kind of conventional cardio, and I've actually talked with the guy who's in the lab taking muscle biopsies, looking at what's happening with fat loss, the mitochondria, all of these things, when he's comparing conventional cardio to high-intensity interval training type cardio. And the numbers don't lie. It's, it's absurd how much more benefit you can get in less time when you simply change the intensity. So what I'm saying by this is, Number one, again, if it's working for you, keep keep it up. 
You know, we don't have to listen to anybody except your body. And that's what we really all want to do is start to listen more to our body and look at the feedback we're getting and be, have the courage to adjust when it's not working. And so, but with that said, yeah, what deep, I would recommend man. for the general, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just saying that was deep, you know, because there are people who, you know, are stuck on a certain way of doing things. And when you come and tell them, you know, it's another way to do it, just change is rough, man. You know what I'm saying? So for the psyche, because I know for me, you know, I switched it up and started doing the uh, interval work. And the only reason I, you know, go both ways is because I realized that the long distance, when I gave it up, I realized that the long distance was a little bit more about discipline uh, and about mental and emotional uh, therapy. And so I just noticed that when I ran the intervals, it did help me with the weight loss, but I was not getting the mental and emotional, you know, um, yeah. therapy that I get when I do three or four miles. You know, so I realized, like you said, Sean, okay, why are you doing this one? Why are you doing that one? And not necessarily either or, but realizing, okay, when I need that clarity of mind, I need to just put on my shoes and go. And I don't even have to worry about going fast anymore. Just go the distance you know, for clarity, but when I want to do the weight. But now, Sean, I'm stuck because since I switched up on the diet, boy, I'm almost at a weight where my wife is not, where my wife is not comfortable. You know, my wife is <laughs> like, yo, I'm good on, like, my wife like, yo, I'm good on that. Like, you starting to look like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got, um, you know, some type of, you know, malf uh, uh, malnutrition or something. So she like, yo, that's about as far as I want to see you in terms of, you know, thinness, you know, so, um, so for me, I'm also realizing that, okay, I need to eat more. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to run like this. I need to run like that. And so what you told me six months ago at 220 is different at 205. You know, and I think people need to understand that, that just because you get some information, it may work in one season, but then when you go to a different season, you may still have to switch up. So we talked about some stuff yesterday, even with MS, you know, um, and, and just getting that information and saying, okay, cool, I may need to introduce my wife to X, Y, and Z, you know, if if the goal is this, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, but I, I just want you to speak to when you finish this thought, can you speak to that person who's like, yeah, Sean, I know you're telling the truth, but I've been doing it this way for so long. Like, speak to the not only the theoretical part of That's why you've been do, chunky for so long. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it is, but I'm saying it's like, I even look at myself, Sean, it's like, it is, but like, there's something about the brain, you know, yeah. that, you know, that man, for real, it's like, uh, uh, oh, no doubt. that just, st just stuck on, this is how I've been doing it, you know, and I'm gonna keep doing it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And not not just health, business, yeah, marriage, whatever. Yeah. Oh, let's of talk course, about that. Learn behavior, right? Let's talk about that because I can actually share what's happening in the brain. Why do we do this? And so every time we begin a behavior, it's actually a little bit of a stress on the body. You know, if we're doing something, you know, changing our workout routine, whatever the case might be, and then kind of getting locked into that habit, like you guys talked about, a positive habit. When you start to do something, it's creating new neural associations. So the neurons in your brain are creating, connecting uh, through these things are called synaptic connections. But the bottom line is this, when you repeat the behavior over and over and over again, you start to lay down more myelin, right? So this is called myelin. And myelin is basically, it's like an insulation over the, the, the cord. 
And so it's kind of like if you think about a cord to charge your phone, there's wires in there that are very sensitive if they were out in the open exposed. They would definitely be more likely to be destroyed. You know, a little bit of too much heat or cold or wetness, whatever, it can throw off the circuit. And so with myelin is kind of like the protective coating over that. And the thicker that coating is, the harder it is to get in there and damage that connection. All right. So now with that said, that's why as we repeat things over and over again, it becomes very difficult to break that connection. It becomes very difficult to change that habit, good or not so good. And so when we get into a pattern like this is the way I exercise, this is how I've always done it. And though things are not working anymore the same way, they're not changing. We just have to defer back to repeating the same thing because it's so hardwired in our brain. So how do we trump or, this? Or shun, or real quick, or not exercising. Yeah. Same, same impact, right? Exactly, exactly. So this is why it's so mm. difficult for people. You know, it's, it's, a, it's literally, even if it's something positive, it's a new stress you're introducing to your body. And it's not until you lay down more myelin for this behavior. It's kind of like Steph Curry taking his first shot versus now. He's laid down so much myelin that he can shoot a three-pointer falling out of bounds, right? And the the accuracy is still on par because he's laid down so much myelin for so many factors in that process. Now, to bring it back to the exercise piece, how do we break down that hard-headedness, basically, when we're talking about the continued pattern? Taking that down is not easy, but here's what's so beautiful. And I just talked with uh, this guy. His name is Dr. Daniel Amen. And he has the largest database in the world of brain imaging scans, actually looking at your brain, what's happening in the brain. And he's a big part of the NFL study and looking at, you know, brain imaging scan for the NFL players as well. And what he said was that one of the best things you can do for your brain is actually to change up your routine. Now, this is already it's this is getting past. We have to make it a, uh, a given that you actually have a routine. That's number one. All right. So we don't want to skip that part. It is important. But as soon as you change your routine, even changing the way that you go home from work, it starts to lay down new connections in your brain. Your brain has something called neuroplasticity. You can continue to grow and develop your brain no matter what age you are. But we get so set in our ways because we believe that that's just the way it's supposed to be. I've always done it this way. This is how I do it. But awareness trumps everything. So becoming aware of this and understanding that you know, I'm doing this because I've gotten comfortable with this. Now let me break outside of that paradigm and start to, you know, even though it's uncomfortable, start to lay down more myelin for a new behavior and try something else out. Yeah, and Sean, real quick. So I want to hit on something because you're, you're actually making a really good point. And I think, you know, I'm just, you know, going to my own self here. And I, I put myself in these habits and these learned behaviors because I find for me it reduces stress, right? Like I have a routine like every single day that I like to do. And when I get off of that routine, it creates stress. I feel like it's stressful because it's different. Right. And so I feel you. But at the same time, like I, I get to the gym at a certain time every day. I'm done at a certain time every day. I know when, you know, I have to get on that call. I know, you know, all these things that I try to set up to keep my life in that order because I feel like it adds to my productivity. But when you know, when that gets taken away or you throw a wrench in it, like Monday, we got a hurricane and the kids are home. I found myself being like pretty stressed because I'm like, wow, this is not how my Monday is supposed to be going. Now, I'm not a super A type person where it's like everything's got to be this way. But I do have a routine, a workout routine, you know, even, you know, the way I eat and all of those things that I try to do consistently so that you can build a, a, a set of positive behaviors 
And so what do you say to the person that, like myself, who when you change up that routine, now you add in this stress, how, like, are there some things we can do to de-stress, if you will? And what, what actually happens, like, in the brain when we have that stress? Absolutely. So the first thing is to acknowledge whether or not the routine is working. If it's working, there's no need to, like, make it a mandate to try to change something. All right. So I want that to be absolutely clear. Uh, one of our most download, I think it's the number one most down, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people listen to this episode uh, on an evening routine. I even have an evening routine, but a morning routine. Remember is the what, episode number? Throw it out there. Don't, don't I don't know the number, out. but you guys, you know, out. throw it in the show notes for sure. Okay. Hey, right, I was going to say, I got you in the show notes. Just text it to me after. And so having that routine is incredibly powerful. We need to have a success ritual for sure. However, the caveat here is we don't want to be so set in our ways that we're not able to be flexible when it's called upon. And also, we, we don't want to be so set in our ways that we don't take advantage of the spice that we can get and create a new brain connection. So here, let me give you an example, actually, CJ. So this doesn't have to be even doing something different. This could be doing it in a different order. You know, even something as simple as that creates a, a new new connections in your brain. You know, so we don't have to turn our world upside down. I mentioned this earlier. The most important thing is that you have a routine. All right. Then we can get in the conversation about changing things up. So absolutely. Uh, definitely. With what you said, make sure that we have that routine. You don't need to go out of your way to try to mess it up. But if it's not working, that's what and, and he mentioned this earlier. We need to be aware. We need to be self-aware that if something isn't working, we need to be having the confidence to adjust it. And last thing is. He mentioned this, too, when it comes to the cardio, and this goes back to the original question. If, if it feels good, if this is meditative, if this is something that you enjoy doing, please do it because that's what it's really all about. The best form of exercise is the type of exercise you'll do. All right. At the mm. end of the day, you know, however, we can be a little bit more evolved in thinking in our thinking and add in some pieces so we don't fall into the same traps that the people before us fell into, you know? So for example, doing a lot of cardio every day, I've got friends who st even, one of the guys just did um, a 24 hour race, all right? Um, wow. So wh what do we do? Some of the big pitfalls is overuse injuries. This is what's something you see across the board, all right? Your body, humans were not designed for all that running. We're designed for basically Walking, we're very good at that. We're designed to lift heavy things occasionally, and we're designed to move very fast for a short time period. All right, so lifting weights, walking, and sprinting. All right, this is how we evolved because you need to be, this is in order for you to survive, to catch your food, right? But today we're trying to simulate those things or emulate those things. And so what can you add in? Well, if you're doing a, a lot of running. you live in Kenya. Yeah, unless <laughs> right. you live in Kenya. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seem like everybody over there doing that. <laughs> exactly, man. And so with that, when we look at what can we add in, well, you definitely need to add in some strength training because running, it's a certain uh, bio, biomechanical pattern that takes place, and there are going to be muscle imbalances, and it's just a nature of the beast, right? You might be very uh, quad dominant now in your running pattern, uh, or especially if you're running on a treadmill, which a treadmill, the ground is moving under you. So it's taking a part of your gait out. There's You don't have to push off as much. And people probably notice this if you 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 just kill it on the treadmill, but then you go out and try to run in the real world mm -hmm. and it's it just mm -hmm. like you're more tired, it's harder, you know. And so 
how do we adapt? We uh, make sure that we're, you know, especially working on your posterior chain if you're running a lot. So that means your backside, you know, making sure that your glutes are, are strong, you know, doing some deadlifts, that kind of thing to take care of your hamstrings and your glutes and just get your posterior chain working in motion. Uh, what I would do is continue the process you're doing if it's working, but supplement, use exercise, other forms of exercise as a supplement to make sure, sure that you stay healthy. Cool. Uh, so real quick, let's go back to the stress thing, because I know, uh, you know, a lot of us, man, we got so much on our plate. We got so much going on. You got finances, marriage, you got all these things. Um, talk to us. What, what is what is stress like that, like the chemical or whatever that is? And then give us a few ways in which we can. And this wasn't a question on there. But I, like I said, I just wanted to you know make sure we hit on that. How can we, you know, um, lift that stress? What is, what is something daily that we can do? And then also lately, I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but I'm, I'm, you know, always paying attention. Like when I'm in the grocery store, or, you know, out, you see these new, they got like these drinks and stuff, Sean, that's like relax. Or sometimes you see them at the airport and they're like, I don't know exactly what they got in them, but like sleep. So, you know, for, like maybe to help you rest a little bit or these little drinks that are like the opposite of energy drinks, if you will, and they're supposed to relieve stress or like, what is, is that real or fake? Okay. What, what, what's going on with that? <laughs> All right. So the first answer, you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Though, right? Yeah. Like you see them in the airport. And, yeah. Okay. They're, gotcha. they're getting hot right now because people are stressed. You know, I mentioned earlier right, right. upwards of 80% of, of physician visits today are for stress related illnesses. We don't consider the fact that you can overeat your way fat. You can under-exercise your weight fat, you can under-sleep your weight fat, and you can also overstress your weight fat. And this might mm. be the biggest marker of all wow. of them because when you're experiencing chronic stress, and I'll just give you one of the related hormones people tend to think about is cortisol today has become pretty popular. Cortisol isn't bad. This stress hormone, you need it. You actually need it to for your thyroid to function. All right? Cortisol is a good, good guy when it's showing up and doing his job at the right time and in the right amounts. But if you're chronically stressed, cortisol can literally, it's a process called gluconeogenesis. Too much cortisol production can break down your valuable lean muscle tissue and turn it into glucose for your brain to use because of the stress. And your brain has to feed first. Like you, It's like your body works on a hierarchy and your muscle is not as important as you having glucose for your brain to run. All right. So mm. that's one of the things we can see now. Hey, can I use that one for my wife? I think that's what's happening to me. I'm working and thinking so hard that my muscle mass is going to my brain. <laughs> I think that's what's happening, y'all. I didn't know that your head was bigger last night. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's happening. Thank you, Sean. I'm going to use that. It's all good. Uh, man, that's hilarious. I'm just thinking about your brain like having some biceps, man. That's incredible. <laughs> so what is, when we're looking at what, okay, so what is stress? How is this happening in our body? Um, I think it's important for people to have this big takeaway today, which is your thoughts create chemistry in your body. All right. Your thoughts create chemistry in your body. Literally the thought of something that makes you afraid, you know, something that's fearful, you know, thinking about something, you know, with our kids or somebody that we care about or, you know, a tragedy or something like that. You feel it. You actually feel it hmm. inside your body because you're changing the um the, the chemistry, the, the chemistry, the hormonal cascade, wow. neurotransmitters in your body just based on your thoughts. The most powerful pharmacy mm. in the world is in your head. All right. 
And so a lot of drugs today are trying to mimic things that your body already naturally does. We're trying to find that happiness pill. We're trying to find that, you know, antidepressant. And a lot of these, you know, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, these SSRIs used to treat depression, it's working with this specific neurotransmitter that you can actually produce more of if you understand how your body works. And so when we look at something like that, and just really quick, a little parentheses for everybody, upwards of 90% of our serotonin is actually located in our gut. It's in our stomach, not in our brain. And so recently, you know, researchers at Caltech found out that there are certain bacteria in your gut that communicate with cells in your gut that produce serotonin. So your gut bacteria literally can determine your level of happiness in a way, all right? So we can't just be so silent in our thinking that there's something, you know, just like, you know, we need to take this medication or we need to take this natural pill or whatever the case might be instead of looking at the underlying cause. But that's for another show um, to, to really hammer down with stress. Here's what we're looking at. A lot of people, when they hear stress, they think, you know, well, I'm not that stressed at work, you know, but what I like people to think about is something called your overall stress load. Now, if you want to think about this in terms of like, let's look at a cartoon, like a cartoon head and the, and the top is popped open and in goes all these different facets of stress. So we've got exercise stress, yeah, got which is a stress. So it's a stress on the body. It's a hormetic stress, he's which can be good for you. But that's a type of stress. Yeah. Then we got relationship stress. Then we've got work stress. Then we've got financial stress. Then we've got babysitting stress. Babysitting stress <laughs> going in. We've got <laughs> we've got environmental stress, right? Even the air we're breathing is different. We've got food stress. We've got spiritual stress. You know, just feeling cut adrift, not on your purpose, not feeling connected. All of those things create your overall stress load. And so that's today what we're what we're experiencing. It's not just one thing because we tend to think of stress in in terms of something very simplistic when everything in life is a potential stress, really. You know, but here's what we do about it. A lot of stress is based on your perception. And this is important because when you think about something traumatic happening you know there's a big stress during the day if you're like you know this is stressing me out this is making me feel you know bad I'm feeling you know all these negative things are coming up you can actually make that stress hurt you more because you believe it's hurting you and again everything that I'm saying and I'll I'll put give Carl something to put in the show notes for you guys maybe a lecture or a talk or something that's entertaining to to explain this to you guys but if you see stress as something that's making you stronger if you see it as an opportunity for growth, you immediately start to create more uh, beneficial hormone, hormone cascade, neurotransmitter activity, and you actually start to adapt and get better from the stress. And there are long-term mm-hmm. population studies looking at how people simply perceive stress determining how long they live, all right, and how long they live healthfully, all right? So... We need to start to see the challenges in, our, is, challenges in our life differently. You know, it's making you stronger. It's an opportunity to grow. It's not there to hurt you. It's not there to defeat you. You know, we all go through uh, tough things, you know, for sure. But how we relate with all those facets of, of our life, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your food, we want to stack conditions in our favor to lower that stress. Absolutely. But ultimately, we want to be able to perceive the stress in a positive way.
So as it relates to taking those drinks and stuff like that, what is it, melatonin or something in there? Like what, what you know what I'm, the, mm-hmm. are you saying don't take those? Is that okay? I'm stressed out. I'm about to get on the plane. I'm going whatever. Can I grab one of those things and like the, the, the anti five hour energy, if you will, or to stay away from those things? You know, real talk, th- those are Band-Aid solutions. You know, compared to the big mm. picture that we well, talk every about. Every once in a while, you need a Band-Aid. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Once it heals, I'm good. <laughs> Whenever, whatever it is, you know, our, again, our ancestors kind of figured out a lot of this stuff. And today we're just using our modern science to prove things they knew already. And so there are compounds like um, ashwagandha, for example. This is one of the top things in Ayurvedic medicine, which they have over 5,000 years of documented history in use of this. Instead of the synthetic you know, or instead of the, you know, even synthetic versions of different vitamins and minerals, let's use something that has a little bit more time tested efficacy to it. You know, so there's absolutely things we can use. The stuff that you find at like the gas station or, you know, at the random shop at the airport, probably not the best thing for you. But what you want to do, how do we address that? Be proactive, you know, make sure you bring some, pack something, you know, pack something that's a little bit more uh, advantageous to your health and isn't going to cause any weird kind of side effects. So I hope that makes sense. Yep. No, that makes sense. Oh man, we got so many more, but we need to get to the lightning round. Um, but let's, uh, let me see. Let me take one more before we go to our, our lightning round here. Sam and Tempa said, Hey Sean, love your show. Um, should I get a flu shot? Oh, mm, good wow. Question. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You're going to open up the flu shot, man. This is, um, yeah, yeah. That's so, <laughs> hey, this hey, I didn't tricky. write it. Shout out to Sam and Tampa for, hey, I, I got the same question though. Cause I, I, I get it every other year. You know what I'm saying? Just like, cause <laughs> I don't know. That's how indecisive yeah. I am. I just like, I get it once every other year. Okay. That way if I'm right, I'm right, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Now I did a show about this a few years back, specifically about the flu shot. And if you guys just, you know, again, just want to look at the research, you'll see conclusively that those who get the flu shot and those who do not have pretty much equal, um, <laughs> you already know what I'm about to say, equal occurrence of getting the flu. you're a glutton for punishment, All right. you just like shots. So one of the main guys who actually is the head of, of one of the organizations, well, he, he no longer is, but one of he was one of the heads of the organizations that helped supply the flu shots said that they're just not that effective, you know? And if you look at some of the research, and by the way, again, I'll give Carl the link to put into the show, um, a a supplement of vitamin D, for example, I believe, and it's been a while since I talked about this, but it's at least three times more effective than getting a flu shot for individuals Mm. who simply supplemented with vitamin D. And why that is, vitamin D is responsible for so many different biochemical processes in your body. Um, And this is talking about supplement form, Best thing we could do always. Everything that I've said today and in the future, guys, is always natural first, as close as we can get. You know, we make vitamin D by getting access to sunlight. And especially if you're the darker your skin, the more sunlight you actually need because it's kind of like built in sunscreen. All right. And so, and your body can actually build it up. So, especially, you know, with you guys living in Michigan, those times of the year when you can actually get sunlight your body can build it up and store it. So you really need to take advantage of that, you know? And so, but also again, supplementing with vitamin D. And so as far as the flu shot, I'm going to say personally, I would not do that. And and real quick, real quick, see, before you go, I I just want to add, because I think Sean, you talked about this on the last call that we did the last podcast, but 
I think what people need to understand, and, and, and you said it a couple of times, but I want to make sure it's clear. A lot of the stuff that they are giving you is synthetic. Yes. A lot of the stuff, just, just for a real tangible example, Sprite. Half of the ingredients in Sprite are synthetic. There's nothing natural in it. So what they're doing, and, and, and you think manufacturing, you think business, they're going to find the most economical way to get it done, which is let's grab a couple of powders, boil them with some water, dissolve them, add some this, add some that, and boom, here go the, your, your tablet, here go your stuff. Whereas when, when Sean is mentioning artificial versus natural, like the natural supplements that come from the plants, they are going to react with your body in a different way. My brother did organic chemistry, so I'm not the one, but just listening to him and you know talk about it, there's, there are differences in the chemical structures of the synthetic versus the natural, so your body will, I'm telling you, guaranteeing you it's going to react differently. And we don't have a proven history of how these things are gonna react with your body. We know how to natural things, like Sean just said, you said 5,000 years, right, Sean, with, with the, the one you just mentioned? Right. Whereas for high fructose corn syrup, we probably got about 200 years of documented history of, you know, whatever it is and what, it, what it's done, but it's in all our food. So I'm saying, just be cautious. The, the main thing that you, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm getting this for me, and I just want to make sure everybody's understanding this. You could take all the pills you want, but most of that stuff is synthetic. It is synthetic. It could help. It could, you know, kind of make some of the symptoms be milder or whatever, but it's synthetic and it's not going to get you to the place where you are free of, of the flu, for example, you know, where you're completely free of, you know, symptoms of these diseases. So I just want to make sure people are hearing that loud and clear. Absolutely, man. And when you mentioned uh, high fructose corn syrup, it's more like 20 years, more like 30. All right, so this oh, is wow. a human experiment. Wow. I, hey, I was going big, Sean. I was going big <laughs> nah, just to, man, co cover, to cover my bases, but wow, yep. But, yep. you know, with the flu shot, because this man, is... Man, well, I feel like, man, it's crazy. Every time Sean on here, I, can, I feel like we could just talk for hours and hours. I got literally a ton more questions, but... Um, hey, see, Sean's hold on. Be before before you ask podcast. that, before you ask that, man, yep. you brought up a controversial topic, so I just want people to do their research before making the decision. There are some instances where this can be advantageous, but one of the, some of the issues, just really quick bullet points, formaldehyde, uh, mercury, things that are added as stabilizers, uh, preservatives, things like that. It's not necessarily even the, quote, flu vaccine, but some of the things that are used to stabilize that can make people sick and, you know, the side effects and things like that. So just do your do your research and make an educated decision. That's it. Thank you for that. We will do our research, and um, I'm just going to keep following your advice because it looks like it's working for you. Right? <laughs> right. Oh, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, all right. Lightning round. Uh, will, give me, a little, give me a little music for Sean. Give me something, you know, <laughs> some, uh, 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 how to be a millionaire. Give me something. All right. You ready for this? Um, Sean, this is yes, no, true, false, legit myth, fact, fiction, however you want to answer this, but we're going to go quick. All right. You ready? Right. And some of these are a little silly. We had people write them in. And these are uh, the fun ones, if you will. So, first one, uh, and just one word, all right? Does an apple a day really keep the doctor away? No. Uh, if it pertains to dropping food on the ground, is the five-second rule legit or a myth? That's absolutely <laughs> insane. Do carrots give you great vision? <laughs> no. Do your hair and nails really keep growing after you die? Uh, shortly. Does it really take seven years for gum to digest? No, no. Does standing in front of a microwave cause cancer? If you maybe put your head in it. Do I have to wait an hour 
to, uh, do I have to wait an hour after I swim after I eat to start swimming? Will I really cramp up and drown? Uh, I'm sure it's happened before, but you know, in general, no. Can you cure a hangover by drinking more? <laughs> no. If you cross your eyes too long, will they stay that way? Oh uh, man. Oh man. <laughs> I'm thinking, but um, no, no, they won't stay that way. No. Is dark chocolate good for you? Yes, if it is. Um, too long, Sean. You yes, said yes. Yes, if it's <laughs> good. Yes, if it's TV good quality. Damage your eyes. What was that? Does sitting too close to the TV damage your eyes? This absolutely can, yes. Does cracking your knuckles give you arthritis? No. Starve a fever, starve a fever, feed a cold, true or false? There is a little bit of truth to that. Can going outside in the cold without a coat re result in you catching a cold? No, but you can catch a whooping. Should I really have a <laughs> bowel movement after every meal? No, not necessarily. Do humans only use 10% of their brain? No. Mm. Does Robitussin really cure all ails? Put some Tussin on it. Uh, no. <laughs> iPhone or Android? <laughs> oh, man. iPhone. Peanuts or pretzels? Peanuts. Kobe or MJ? Oh, MJ. <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna? B. Batman or Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Ooh. Give it up for him, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, He's sir. completed the uh, yes, gauntlet sir. of death. Good stuff. We appreciate that, Ooh, Sean. Spider-Man? Um, Spider yeah, just wanted to have a little fun. We know you're a man of many, many knowledges, uh, if that's a word. And uh, we wanted to, <laughs> you know, get your opinion on all these things. So, you know, there were some myths out there, and I'm glad you helped us uh, prove some of them true and some of them false and some of them ridiculous. So, um, anyway, guys, want to jump into, before we leave, if we still got the hip-hop preacher with us, um, obviously, man, we've been telling you guys about the 100-day challenge. You heard it last week. Um, man, we are super pumped. I told you last week we had Rob, and he's going to be a part of the 100-day challenge and a part of Breathe You going forward. We also have my man, Sean, who is now, he's already been a part of the family, but who is officially a part of the family and here for the 100-day challenge. Listen, man, the 100-day challenge is just going to be incredible. Um, we have, Carl, we have people signing up left and right all ready to get down with us. Listen, I know what you're thinking. All this stuff I'm getting, you're getting daily affirmations from E. All right, you're going to get, for those of you who say, man, if I just had ET in my ear every single day, you're going to get a daily affirmation from E. You're going to get affirmations from Sean, from Rob, information on your health and your finances, faith, family, um, finances, everything you can imagine, guys, we're going to be doing in this 100 days. Now, a couple people wrote in and had questions and said, do I need to have four things? Do I need to? I'm doing one thing. All right, I said I'd talk about it this particular time, but I'm going to let everybody go around and talk about what their one or two things. I think E has two things. Carl has one thing. Um, but my one thing is for 100 straight days, I am going to do something sweet, nice, romantic for my wife. All right, we got a three and a half year old and a one year old. And, you know, for real, one of the things that ends up going by the wayside is kind of that romantic thing, right? We got a great mm -hmm. marriage. I love my wife. I think she loves me um, and things are great, but, you know, they could be better. And she has, you know, said to me as, as much, right? We could do better um, with date nights and things of that nature. So for 100 straight days, I will be committing to a card, candy, a text message, 
date nights, whatever it is for a hundred straight days. And I'm looking forward to having, you know, the entire community hold me responsible for that. We're going to be doing marriage challenges in this hundred days, fitness challenges, finance challenges, everything. And I'm super pumped to have Sean as a part of it. Sean, you, you talk to us about what your hundred day challenge is and, and why this is important as it relates to creating that new habit. And um, for a hundred straight days, guys, beginning September 16th, all the way to Christmas day, we're going to wake up and give ourselves the absolute best Christmas gift ever. Sean, what's your hundred day challenge? And um, what are you most looking forward to about the challenge? Oh man, I just, I'm really excited about this because, you know, to do this together as a community and for us to focus on this, this objective of accomplishing um, you know, whatever we set out to in a hundred in a hundred days is very, very exciting and powerful. And I said this earlier, you know, when we did the the webinar is that we really do underestimate what we can accomplish, but then we overestimate how much time we have, you know, and this is putting us into, um, you know, equal bounds with this hundred days to really put a sense of urgency together for us to really finish this year strong. So I'm excited. And for me, I mentioned this to you guys, you know, with I've been traveling an exceptional amount this year and uh, my morning routine means a lot to me. You know, it includes, you know, uh, you know, exercise and, and meditation, all these things. And some things have been skimping on a little bit. They still been there, but I really want to optimize my routine and employing the things that I've learned over the the course of this past year with travel and how to really be efficient with my morning routine. And the big part for me, in, including in that morning routine, when it comes to exercise is, is being more flexible, um, literally working on my flexibility, uh, my mobility, doing some more mobility exercises, because, you know, it's just a part that I've been saying I'm going to get to and going to work on this mobility. Uh, but it's not the sexy stuff, you know, but that's something I'm, I'm committed to doing in these, these 100 days every single day. Yep. I love it. Carl, talk to me quickly. Hey, so definitely I got, so two, see, I got two. So the first one, I'm going to hit the family category. Um, so a quick story. My grandmother pretty much is the person that raised my brother and I, you know, while my mom was at work. So she is 84 years old now. And <clears throat> I'm realizing, like, I talk to my grandmother like once or twice a month. And I'm like, dude, out of control, out of control. She's 84 and she's starting to lose a little bit of her memory. So I'm like, she, I need to be in her face every single day. My kids need to be in her face every single day. So my my first one is that entire hundred days I'll be calling my grandmother and my aunt that they live together. I'm making sure they see me, they see the kids we have. Doesn't have to be a major, you know, long conversation. I just need to make sure that that, that myelin sheath mm -hmm. stays in place, Sean, as long mm -hmm. as I can. And then the wow. second one, wow. see, wow. the second one, I'm gonna just say it like this. I'm gonna go. I'm going to do a before and after photo, y'all, but I'm going with Sean's help. This is a contingency. I got to have Sean in my mm. ear for all 100 days. Mm. I need I need that contingency. If Sean is in my ear all 100 Start days, y'all, I'm coming out. <laughs> hey, I'm coming out with the six pack on December 25th. Y'all going to get the photo. I'm going to just post it on East wow. IG with the, with the six and pack. After. We're getting the we, six pack? Okay. Yep. We're All going right. with the six pack. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't hear the contingency, though. I got to hear Sean. I got to hear from Sean. Yes, sir. You got you gonna put a bow on on your on your abs, man. Like, honey. Oh, I got it. Tamisha about to get the come it's up. A Christmas <laughs> gift. Tamisha, best Christmas gift ever. You're welcome. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I love it, Carl. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna hold you accountable on that. Et, real quick, run it down. I know you ha you have two of them. You told oh, me so. Man, what two. what two things? A hundred straight two. days. Christmas morning, you are going to wake up and give yourself the gift of what? Oh, I blast Espanol. <laughs> oh, mm. boy, be in. Mm. Boy, be in. Mm. Number one. And uh, number two, man, it's like I said before, I have no problems 
with the big bang, uh, Sean. I can do the big stuff, you know, but it's that, you know, consistency, you know, uh, of not, you know, putting up four games of 40 and then three games of three, you know, mm. so I'm going to work out. I have a little workout regimen that I'm going to do for 100 straight days. You know, like you mentioned, Chris, not something that, I mean, Sean, that's going to blow out my body, but something that's going to allow me to be, you know, consistent. And uh, that's it. I just want to go into the new year with doing something consistent every day and not having high highs and low lows, if that makes sense. Yep, no, 100%. We're going to hold you accountable on that, man, and we're looking forward to that. So real quick, just to recap, guys, 100 days from September 16th, to Christmas Day, 100 days, we're gonna hold each other accountable, all right? So, real quick, uh, 100 days, you get the daily motivational message from ET and the coaches to keep you focused. We have weekly accountability calls. Sean's gonna be hosting his own call. So you guys are listening to Sean, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, man, I got a question, CJ, you forgot about this, what about this, as it relates to your personal health? Sean is gonna be on the line answering those questions for you personally, all right? Um, let's see, access to Breathe University courses and content, you're gonna have access to BU, you're going to have access to over 2,500 uh, a member community of like-minded people who are going after these 100 um, these hundred days like you wouldn't imagine. And then the accountability journal, which I'm super excited about. It. E-designed this thing itself. And you're going to get this downloadable accountability journal. And each day, ET makes you write down who you're going to do this day for. So every single one of those 100 days, you're going to have to write a name and your goal every single day and make that thing happen. So um, for me, you know, obviously, you know, Trey may be day one, Avery day two, my wife day three, my mom, dad, whoever, but every single day you're going to write down a name. It could be the same person every day. It could be somebody living or somebody who's passed away. I'm already dedicating day one to my, my grandmother who passed, right? Because I really want to take care of this thing. I really want to elevate to the next level. And so each day in your accountability journal, you're going to have to write who you're doing it for. So that's major. Guys, you're getting all of this stuff. And I know what you're saying. How much is it? $10,000, $5,000, 1000 500 No. It's a hundred bucks for a wow. hundred days. Wow. So let's do a cup a of coffee a day. A day you can yourself. change your doggone wow. life. And ha wow. no contracts, right, Carl? No contracts. Nothing. We're not nope. making you sign up for 10 years. It is 100 days, $100. Change your life for a hundred bucks. Try it. Join us, man. Christmas morning, wake up and give yourself the best Christmas gift ever. Um, we're excited. We're bringing you our gurus. These are the people who we go to for information and advice. Man, you got the you, everything you need right in, in front of you for 100 bucks. So go to 100dayswithet.com. That's 100dayswithet.com. Uh, 100, the number. All right, 100dayswithet.com. Sign up right now. You guys are listening to this. It's Thursday night, Friday, whatever. Sign up ASAP because we're going to be getting this thing going. Your accountability journals are getting emailed out to you ASAP. Um, Sean, man, thank you so much, bro, not just for coming on this time and last time, but just for being a, a mentor to me, somebody who I look up to as I'm really trying to get my fitness right for my family. Um, thanks for the accountability. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for being a part of the 100-Day Challenge. You guys go check him out. Sean Stevenson, Sleep Smarter is the book. The Model Health Show is the podcast. He's just crushing it all the way around. Go check out his podcast. Leave him a review. Not too many reviews. He's already beaten us, all right? So we want to catch him. So just leave a couple of <laughs> Um Carl, man, I appreciate you. Love you. Looking forward to yes, doing this sir. challenge with you. Uh, we ET, uh, November 12th, L.A., E.T., get us out of here on this nugget of the day, man, so we can go be productive and get this 100 days on the, on the road. Hey, man, for real, guys, you be you, all right? Like you heard Sean say, you know, everybody's got a different physical makeup, 
you know. Um, everybody, as you listen to our 100-day goals, you know, CJ's nothing like mine. Carl, nothing like his, you know. Uh, but just you be you, man. Like, for real, you be you. Don't try to be anybody else, you know, because you're not going to be able to maintain it. You know, you're not going to be able to, you know, hold that type of weight. You're not going to be able to walk in somebody else's shoes, you know, for a considerable amount of time. So, man, feel, man, blissful in you. You know what I'm saying? Feel joyous in you. You know, be proud to be you. You know what I'm saying? Like, embrace you. Don't try to be like anybody else. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Dr. Sue says, nobody can be your than you. You know what I'm saying? So you be you. All right? You be you. Love you. Embrace you. Um, grow you. Enjoy you. And there's some of you, man, you're afraid to be alone. Like, you always got to be with people. Like, no, you be you. Enjoy you. And I guarantee you, man, if you can embrace you, love on you, you know, feel comfortable in your skin, man, there's nothing you're not going to be able to do, have, you know, or or accomplish. So it's your boy E.T. saying, man, you be you. Appreciate that, E. Guys, I see you for the 100-day challenge. Let's get it going, man. Looking forward to holding you guys accountable. Looking forward to all our listeners joining us on this journey. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. And, um, yes, we will see you next week as always. Much love. All right, we out of here. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.